0: Welcome to Wisdom Wednesday, an hour of radio so full of deep thoughts. Proving it actually makes the king dude sound smarter than liberals and Decepticons think he is.
1: I can't compete with you physically, and you're no match for my brains. You're that smart. Let me put it this way. Have you ever heard of Plato, Aristotle, Socrates... Yes. Morons.
0: Wisdom Wednesdays, your ticket to the truth that comes included with your Veritas Radio Network subscription exclusively on Crusade.
2: I just wonder why I worked at all, and though my lack of motivation hasn't hurt me none, I still need you fighting guts for all by my own. Or pay a thing towards food and... Add- ¡Vámonos!
0: currently connected to the audio stream in about 11 minutes when the push notification to app holders goes out the shoutcast in all probability is going to die again. I would go to YouTube and I would start listening through the YouTube link until the tech support guys can figure out why when a certain number of users hit the audio stream that serves the Crusade Channel and causes it to crash uh, until they can assure me that this thing is back up, I would just go and listen, watch on YouTube, because YouTube doesn't go down. So anyways, welcome back. It's a Wisdom Wednesday here. We had to have a long time out because we had tech support to do, and I'm the only one that can do the tech support, so I had to uh, put the other two hats on and go do it, and I was trying to do it during the last segment, which is why it might have sounded so disjointed. But... David is here to rescue me here now.
3: You are in surprisingly good spirits, considering that your all-time listening record was surpassed and crashed all in the same 35 seconds.
0: Well, I think that the record is 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 static to where it is because I don't think that it can actually go beyond that. There's <laughs> yeah, a force, there's a diabolical force that's holding it, going like, thou shalt not pass. Yeah, well, that's
3: the good news, right, that we are growing. Hey, guys, evidence that we're growing is you're crashing the server. Uh, bad news, when you crash the server, you can't listen anymore. We can't grow anymore, <laughs> That's philosophical, isn't it?
0: Well, uh, speaking of philosophical um, <clears throat> we're, and we'll get into this a little bit uh, after we talk to Tom in Nebraska. I was trying to work through a syllogism for uh, to, to demonstrate to the airheads in broadcast media that there's no logical syllogism that you can make that can that because Michelle Obama said something uh. similar to what M- Melania Trump said that Melania Trump copied. Michelle Obama. Now you can have a court investigation and an inquest, but there's no logical. Look, I I, I went through the syllogism. I, I went and tried to make some. That's why I was calling you yesterday. I, I made like five of them, and uh, I think that you and brother Andre, uh, uh, brother Andre, would probably be uh, mildly impressed with, uh, with with the with the effort that I put into it. I just want to read you my. Um, my proposed syllogism, because uh, the two of them I thought were pretty clever, um, and they just illustrate the point that uh, there's, uh, let me see here, here it is. If you, if, if you think logically about these things, you can't get from point A to point B using logic. You can using invective or hyperbole or ad hominem or whatever, but you can't get there using And if you can't get there using logic, then you probably shouldn't go there. Well, that means it's not true. That's right. You probably, if you can't make, prove it's true, then you probably shouldn't stay and scandalize someone like they were doing. Right. So uh, my method was this. Uh, this is interesting. So my method was... Okay. <laughs> To counter that claim, we can employ some simple logic syllogism, which consists of a major term, a minor term, and a middle term, to prove, disprove a point. Uh, Mrs. Trump and o- uh, Mrs. Trump and Obama spoke el- eloquently about hard work and values. Public speaking is hard work. Conclusion: Mrs. Trump and Obama both speak.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you. I think we're missing something there, but uh, I'm close.
0: Uh, yeah,
3: our our. Let's see. Um, I'm have to Mike. I, I'm not. I'm not as qualified a logician that I can on the fly make these make these criticisms. But um, I think what the only thing I would say about the topic is this: the political speeches today are so vacuous and so without meaning. Well, they're all plagiarized, right? They're, they're so but, without meaning. But and, you can't plagiarize a cliche. Right, they, exactly right. I think that's kind of where you are going with they all speak, which is okay. Wait a minute. We're saying the same doggone things let's, over and over again. Let's
0: try it again, David. Uh, wives of presidents can speak in public. Mrs. Obama is a president's wife. Conclusion, Mrs. Obama can speak in public. Well, sure. That's actually true. Right. And that's all you can prove. Right. <laughs> that's all logic will yield. Logic is not going to yield Melania Trump stole Mrs. Obama's uh, word. No, that it second
3: won't. one was absolute syllogism, certainly. Uh,
0: and so you shouldn't, the point is, this is scandalous. Then you shouldn't say it. these people were actually. There were headlines in the Washington Post. Trump plagiarizes. Rod Dreher again. Does this guy, does anyone other than you and I in the theological or spiritual circles actually step outside every once in a while and try and actually find wisdom, contemplation? No. I'm in the answer. No. no, I'm in ontology right now, and that's what Brother says. Brother says, nobody at university is seeking wisdom, and the wisdom is to totally chase out of popular discussion and education. And I think he's right, because you read someone who's obviously a, a brilliant, gifted writer like Dreyer. He's obviously a, 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 a somewhat of a, of a gifted Christian, and he has a gift to communicate these things. But he just, he. The wisdom part of it, and the seeking of the truth and all things, is just gone.
3: What, he jumped on the bandwagon
0: well, yeah, he did yeah he, he, they even stole from the American Conservative magazine. you okay, well then you you, see, you promote cliche, right so right. They're, they're not stealing. using a cliche is not stealing. That's why it's a cliche, right?
3: I think cliche means everyone says it and thinks the same thing over
0: and over again, right? Oh, I know this is cliche, but. <laughs> I want to talk to Tom in Nebraska. Tom, you're uh, first up here today on the Mike Churchill and the Crusade Channel on Wisdom Wednesday. And by the way, Jordan Bloom is going to call from the Cleveland Arena. Oh, good. Uh, if he can get in in time in about 20 minutes. Hey, Tom, how you doing? Uh, I tell you, Mike, I'm uh,
1: a bit disgruntled this morning. Okay. Uh, usually during a Republican convention, uh, I'm all rah-rah America and get to sit down on my couch, turn on my TV with a a uh, can of PBR and get to wrap myself in a nice, warm, constitutional, heretical, civil religion blanket. Uh, and, and now I'm... I, I guess my, my eyes have been opened enough to... Uh, to sort of be a bit disheartened. Now, I, I suppose this year is a bit better than uh, the Romney and McCain years in terms of there being a glimmer of hope uh, to actually reform the country or to, uh, or to maybe break away. But I just wanted to make the comment that, especially on a Wisdom Wednesday, when we're trying to seek the truth, it can be somewhat depressing to realize uh, where you used to be uh, and then where a lot of other people still are and how much work that we still need to do.
0: Now, what is it that's got you depressed? Just the convention in general?
1: Well, the, the convention in general, the uh, the sort of uh, focus on this superfluous, meaningless minutia yeah. uh, that can grab a headline and run the news cycle when... Uh, I can't remember the last time a legitimate piece of news that needed to be discussed was actually focused on by the media.
3: I think he's saying, Mike, basically the scales that off his eyes and as he sees things <laughs> in the reality of what it is... Uh, everything's depressing. It's
0: not one thing. It's all things. Well, it's all a reality TV show, Tom. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, uh, uh, let me give you the irony. The irony is, and uh, I don't know whether you and David will agree with me or not, but I think it's an irony. Yeah. I think the irony is that the only guy or one of the only people that's in Cleveland, Ohio right now, that actually does want to actually do something about some of these things and actually would probably uh, generate a genuine news article or a headline or two is the guy that's blamed for, the, uh, the, for, uh, for its opposite, and that's Donald Trump. I mean, Trump hasn't gotten where he is by people not believing that he's actually going to pull the trigger on some of these things, as harebrained and ill-advised as some of them are. I, I fully expect that he intends to pull the trigger. And I think that that's the irony of it, that, that these media hacks, and, and let's face it, these people are not smart. These people are not smart. They are educated, but they're not. They have diplomas, but they're not smart. They're certainly not wise, and they're certainly not seeking wisdom. And because of that, they feel threatened. And I think the threat is legitimate. And I, I think I don't know. Did you hear uh, Professor Derosa here on the show yesterday?
1: Yeah, he was wonderful. Well, do
0: you think that Derosa was on to something? I yeah, for sure. Uh,
1: so, I, I do also think that having a CEO mindset with Trump. Uh, is much better than a politician mindset because the CEO has the big picture in mind because they, they can't afford to be bogged down in the everyday operations of a large company. So they've got the big picture. These are our big problems that we need to fix. Uh, here's a quick solution. Uh, you that work for me, you're in charge of this. You've got this much time to do it. If you don't do it, I'm going to find somebody else. And, and that that kind of mindset, uh, and he's got it with the amount of success in the big organizations that he's run. He knows how to do that. Whether or not he can effectively do that in this entrenched bureaucracy, that remains to be seen, but I do have a, a bit of glimmer of hope about that. Uh, I do have to run off to a meeting. Uh, all right, Tom,
0: no no need to make excuse. All you have to do is stop talking and take a real deep breath. This is a caller seminar, and I'll do the rest. <laughs> There's no need to tell me about the meeting and Aunt Petunia's undies that need to go in the dryer and all that stuff. Or right, Just take a deep breath. Pause, take a deep breath, and I'll take care of the rest.
3: Thanks for calling, Tom. Appreciate it, Tom. Actually, the CEO thing actually frightens me because I've said this before in the show, Mussolini made the trains run on time, right? I've said it too. And so, you know, the thing is, is that you don't run government like a business because government is not a business. Or it's not a business. And it's not supposed to think of, hey, I'm going to give you a job. You do it. If you don't do it right, I'm going to fire you. I, I, In other words, he'll start firing everybody. I, th- I, I think Tom's diagnosis is actually right. In other words, he will act that way. He will do it that way. And it will be the worst thing for American government ever uh ever considered, because it becomes more efficient, it becomes more practically minded, it becomes less common good minded, it's just whatever Donald Trump wants, and that's called fascism, el duce, and we don't want it.
0: <laughs> Leave it to you to bring us all down. Well,
3: everybody. I'm on a downer mood today. <laughs> I had a couple of meetings yesterday that, uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I can't say. I'm, I'm just going to say this. I'm Today on the True Money Show, we're going to play a game. Uh-huh. Um, that sounds fun but i'm going to turn it into something very miserable. <laughs> you know, we'll we'll see if i can turn something fun into something absolutely
0: what's the game?
3: Match game. The new financial match oh, game. Oh, the
0: financial match game. You know,
3: now that now that what's his Baldwin has resurrected that awful show from the 70s, Match Game, where what was it, Gene, what was Gene's last name that used to host that show? I don't remember. Um the show was was Repulsive then, because it was always built on just sexual sexual innuendo, and can you come up with some little sneaky word to step in there that everyone gets a ha out of? So they resurrected that stupid show. Well, I thought I'd resurrect it again on my show. but with a little different, little turn of mind. <laughs> okay,
0: eight four four five two seven eight seven two three. Our telephone number here on a Wisdom Wednesday with David Simpson here in studio. Um, another uh, another part of this that uh, that we uh, that Professor DeRosa talked about. And this is where I think you'll find this interesting, though. Leave aside the CEO part for just a moment here. Leave aside the uh, – but, but f- focus instead on that we are we, – we have remaining five remnants of the old constitutional order that citizenry can still wield currently. Right to petition to government. Right to assemble. Mm-hmm. Right to press uh, – free press. Right to speech. And currently – Right to keep and bear arms, although you can't keep and bear arms as a militia, which is the purpose of the Second Amendment. So he was uh, clear with that caveat. His point is that the Trump revolt, and I think that's what it is, that the revolt is those Americans that are saying, "All right, we don't trust you, uh, you blank hats in the Republican Party. You've screwed us for forty years. Right. We don't. We certainly don't trust you, criminal socialist." or aristocratic uh, socialist in the democrat party but this guy we got this guy don trump but this guy because he's from the outside and he is promising to do things and he's saying things that we say when we hop up on our soap boxes outside the grain mill the grain silo and he's saying and doing things like this that we haven't heard before and because we actually think that he might execute these things, that he might actually do these things, we're going to go. We're, we're going to put. We're all in. We're putting all the chips in, and we're going to get all behind Trump. Now, so what? 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 Derosa is saying is, or told us yesterday, is that he hopes that there is a <laughs> another I'm, I'm crash. Care of tech support now. Yeah, yeah. There's a. Uh, there. It, it, it was a crash. I, I saw it crash on the remote desktop, which is why I quit it and why I, I paused. I just don't want to – because it will really, restart itself. Um, that, that program will restart itself when, when it crashes. Um, so, what there, so what DeRosa was saying is that, okay, what can happen then is that if Trump actually does some of the things that he's promising to do, that there's going to be from uh, the ruling, uh, the mystic ruling elites inside the circle there, there's going to be pushback.
3: Yes, there is, sure. Uh,
0: and the pushback might even be violent and lethal. Very uh, possibly. And uh, that people be better be prepared to have to step up because some of the things that he's going to propose are going to be so violently op- uh, opposed that they may actually try and Kennedy the man. Uh, and if that doesn't work, then they may try and the Kennedy on the rest of us right. and dare us to, uh, to, d- to defy them. And what he's saying is, is that this is the last step that you take. Okay, this is uh, – I think you, you – I know Mark Creslin really was blown away by this. This is actually the last step that you take and that you actually officially, with good intentions and goodwill. Try and execute here to save the Union, and if it doesn't work, and it probably won't, then you know what the alternative is. Yeah. That was his point.
3: Well, and by the way, for most of the, like for all that diagnosis, and even Tom's, like I said, I think they're they're right to a degree. I think the maybe the error to me, what I perceive as an error anyway, is that they're, uh, you, if you're presuming two things, presuming one that there's a monolithic. Government that, and and Donald Trump can wield power over that monolithic government that somehow or another will actually um, act in conformity with with his will. Okay, that's one, I think, presumption that may or may not be true. The other presumption I think that's possibly not true is that, or there's a disjoint. I think with the American, I think you're right, Mike. I think you got your, your hand on the pulse. The American people are so fed up. That this guy who looks outside the box, who lo- who sounds like he's outside the norm, who doesn't feel like he's controlled by the powers that be, he just, everyone will attach to him because they're so desperate for that thing. The question is, is what Donald Trump, is, is what he's going to deliver, is it the same thing the American people really want? I think the presumption that it is, it may be false. He may deliver something absolutely positively against what the American people desire. For instance, what I've always desired, less government more individual personal responsibility, (laughs) Uh, God back into our society. Um, Those things I've always desired. I've never seen a statesman stand up and say that's what ought to be because I trust my individual countrymen to live good lives and to be good people. Uh, I never see people advocating for this. I never see people advocating for less police, but more. I never see people advocating for less war, but more. Um, And so there always has been a disjoint between what I want my leader to do and what he actually gives me. Uh, I think we may have that same problem with Trump. In other words, I don't think, even though he sounds like he might be the guy who could give us some change that we like, mm-hmm. not change like Obama gave us, uh, it may not be the change we really want.
0: Let's let's play positive Peter for a moment. I will try. And say that he actually, let's say one of the first things he does is try and pull us out of NATO and, get, and issues the executive order. I want the bases in Finland. I want the defense of NATO countries. I want it shut down. I'm recalling the troops. Get the hardware back. Sell it to the Krauts or whatever you got to do. We're out. Let's just say he does that. Now, now now just imagine the fallout of, uh, of that one action. I think it's 70,000 some troops or something that are currently. And that's
3: plausible because as a
0: businessman. I think you'll do it.
3: As a businessman, he goes, okay, the money there is not well spent. It'd be better spent at home. I can build, I can do infrastructure. It makes economic sense. Let's cut it down. Okay, I, I see. You're right. It's very plausible.
0: Okay. Now, this is going to kneecap the military-industrial complex, especially when he follows that up with and uh, the next thing, as soon as we get this uh, uh, redeployment done, uh, uh, calling them home, guess what? South Korea is next. You South Koreans are served notice. You better start building yourselves an army because you can't use ours anymore. Yeah. And then pulls and then you pull the troops out of the you you pull you you in the bases you in the occupation and, and you know, uh, in South Korea. Of course, you know, the military brass are going to fight this. Well, I was going to
3: say, don't you think he's gonna have a board of directors meeting and on that board of directors is his
0: military leader who says dude you can't do that
3: we, we got too much invested
0: in oh i, I, I let, let my fantasy play out though all right, <laughs> all right. I, I fully in, 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 uh, expect that the military industrial complex promoters are going to fight him uh and will try and prevent him if not outright prevent him from doing yeah
3: it. i got you right. and maybe
0: even go uh, rogue and refuse to carry the order out i will not i think we're there permanently i i think until the union breaks up we're there permanently in all those places but that's just me um, let's just say, though, he gets away with these these two simple moves. That's about 100,000-plus troops. God knows how much expense has to be expended in South Korea um, uh, and in the NATO quarter. So you bring all that home. If you've done nothing else, you brought 100,000 workers, men back that can now be deployed back into the workforce you've ended the drain then they're spending their money let's just say okay well, they say, say they stay enlisted at least they're spending all their money on a px or at a, a safeway or a kroger store in the united states yeah, and see. not in south korea
3: okay so you're positive patty let me let me what, what's the other one what did we decide the other one was i don't know debbie downer
0: you're negative nancy yeah De- yeah there you go so
3: debbie downer says this yeah you know what those hundred thousand troops do when they come back home Still in the military, so you know. Oh well, you know we got lots of crime. We got cops being shot. We got inner city problems. Let's have them patrol all the inner cities. And by the way, they'll start building the wall between Mexico and that's that's what you see. In other words, we don't get good out of this. We don't get. I don't think we get a net good out of it. I think we get a net bad out of it. And because I've never gotten the thing that the government should really do. Because it has this power, it has this desire to keep increasing itself, to keep growing itself, right. to keep doing it to oh, our. It's a, living,
0: it's a living organism.
3: Right. And so he would have to be of the mindset not only to, to make those decisions, but to say, I'm willing to fight every power structure in America at the same time and win. And I don't know he's going to do that. And so if he says, Well, what if I take the 100,000 trips and start having patrol America? Yeah, that's fine. That'll that'll work. Just as long as we get to keep paying them, that's fine. Don, go ahead and do that.
0: And then what? What American? Uh, what conservative is going to stand up and go like, dude? You can't have a martial law. That there, you go. You, uh, well, there's not really martial law, no, dude. It's martial law. You're placing us under martial law. Uh, uh, we would love to hear your comments on this on a Wisdom Wednesday at eight four four five two seven eight seven two three eight four four five Crusade. Now let's say you go to the next. Okay, let's all right. Positive
3: Patty, jump right, back right, on that. Let's band. just
0: say it doesn't do the uh, the, the military one first. Uh, there are all these. There's the Pacific Trade Partnerships, the PPP. There is the GATT, General Agreement on Trade and Tariffs. Right, right. There is NAFTA. He hates all of these. As you say, he, he, he comes in and he tells whatever agencies that administer these trades and these ta- uh, the, the, these tariffs and uh, have these policies and they're in charge of actually implementing them. Tells them that don't do any of those. We're 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 going to renegotiate all our all, all all our trading agreements. You know we're going to start with NAFTA first. We're going to start with uh, shipping the jobs to Mexico, and you're going to start with um. I guess it's a uh, most favored nation sta- sta- status treaty that you'd have to start with yeah. with the Chinese. Mm-hmm. And let's just say he starts doing that. Now you're now now you're in a totally different sector. Now
3: much harder to corrupt, that's for sure.
0: It's not it's not as large and as lethal and as menacing. As a military-industrial complex, but it is large, and there is a trillion bucks there.
3: Yeah, but you also have a counterforce, and that is you have the Pittsburghs and the Detroits of the world saying, yes, please, please, let our manufacturing come back. Let us mine again. Let us build again. And so you, have, you do have a counterforce at that point and some, some popular support for that type of proposition. That's so, a good thing.
0: So that may be then where it starts. Now, if you're one of the people, if you're one of the entities that benefits from that— all right, uh, I can think of a half a dozen movies where the president, there uh, President Trump does not survive to, uh, to Easter in 2017. <laughs> um,
3: and then President Pence takes and over. And then President that, Pence, that strong.
0: Oh, yeah, he's a burly man. There. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, uh, he's a gir- told to be economic girly man. <laughs> uh, he, that's a girly man there. Um, those things are doable. The trade deals are doable. And he's eminently qualified, right. and he knows enough about them to do them. Now, let's, let's move to the third thing, the wall. The wall's not going to get built. The wall's a dumb idea. It's not constitutional. And all you're going to do is, in all probability, whoever the successor to Trump is, is lock people in. Mm-hmm. That's going to be that. However, <laughs> however, there is something to be said for the uh, for the idea that If you come from a – instructing the State Department, if you come from a country that has Sharia law, we don't want you. If you come from a country that's connected to a country that has Sharia law, we don't want you. If you come from a country that can fly from a country that has Sharia law to an airport, you can't come from that airport. The Muslim thing is something that resonates with, with, with so many people. You know, this ridiculous idea, oh, that's racist, you being racist. Hey, idiot, a, a, a member of the Saudi royal family is a Caucasian, you freaking moron. It's not racist. It may be creedal, but it's not, certainly not racist. That's another one that is doable. So these things will be grave, And, you know, pushback on that is going to be from people that have no power, that we give power to. The press corps will push. The uh, the alleged intelligentsia and the universities mm-hmm. and the think tanks, mm-hmm. they'll push. They have no authority. However, they are allowed, and they can get pissed really quick. Yeah. So what happens in that one? So where, where is uh, – now, now, there is obviously – there is a built-in element, uh, a couple hundred million, million citizens that stand to gain from that one as the, okay, you can receive some assistance on that one, President Trump.
3: Well, I mean, come on, the, the media's hyped security so long, it'd be kind of dealt two-faced and duplicitous of them all of a sudden to say, okay, here's a guy talking about how to increase our security, and we're going to fight him on it. Uh, so, yeah, there's kind of a built-in population of saying, yeah, I, it's, I'm fine, President Trump. Give me a little security by by stopping the immigration. don't know that it really fixes the total problem. We already have... Uh, Many, many cells of um, uh, Muslim terrorists in America. I'm sure there's many more to come. Uh, So we may not be able to really get security out of it, but he could sure use that as a tool to affect that type of change. Um, And I don't know that you have a uh, a big push. I mean, like I said, what could the liberal establishment do at that point? Argue for us to be less secure? I, I mean, they, they've been arguing for security for 100
0: years. That's right. Uh, it's a Mike Church Show here on the Crusade Channel, part of the Veritas Radio Network, radio the way it should be. Do you concur that the the hissy fits and the temper tantrums that the media industrial complex are waging is because they actually feel their power, their their grip is threatened?
3: Well, you have a much better uh, handle on that than I do because you're a media guy and you know kind of the way they operate. I, I You know, Mike, I will say that this is the first – charade in the political realm that i don't fully understand and i think it's because there is a sea change coming i think they know the population was not going to be controlled much longer with the same old charade they've been using so they're trying another one and when i say they i mean the money power i mean the interested class the class of people that profit from the growing Did you get
0: a chance to read this about the income uh the income mobility no i don't think i got that one but I, but but the class
3: of people that profit from it, they're not giving up easy.
0: No, no, they're not. Uh,
3: uh, and so this is not going to be a, a, a change by one personality. It's going to have to be long-term policy changes and someone to articulate it very, very, very well. Uh, and I'm not sure that person exists just
0: at this moment. Eight four four five two seven eight seven two three. I'd like to read <laughs> for those of you that are interested in the travails of the. Um, Shoutcast server stream being clobbered and uh, not being able to function beyond certain parts. So I had a furious uh, uh, chain of emails with uh, with our ISP earlier this morning. Um, da, 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 da. Mike, our techs have gone ahead and, and just to assuage the listeners, we don't take this lightly, and we thought that we had this covered. Um, Our techs have gone ahead and refreshed the configuration of the server. We have also checked to see that the maximum clients is indeed set to over 20,000 slots. So uh, uh, I can confirm that we did what we were supposed to do. Uh, Perhaps you might uh, consider an upgrade from version 2, a shoutcast version 3, etc., etc. Five minutes later or 10 minutes later, this is actually good. Uh, Mike, to add some additional info, we found some info on the Winamp forums that may be useful. Several other broadcasters have mentioned, I guess this is information that would have been useful yesterday, <laughs> have mentioned that once, one, and using Shoutcast 2, that once the stream limit hits 335, which is a large number concurrent, uh, that the stream drops. Apparently, this is a known bug in version 2 by, I was wrong in my previous email and attempts to solve this. Version 3 does not yet exist we would recommend you downgrade to version one, which according to the resources we have found is infinitely more stable. Now we live in a world where we have these. There's not a day that goes by that doesn't instruct you. You need to upgrade your system. Today I was yelled at by Adobe uh, flash for like the third time in the last two weeks. Your flash player is out of date. No, it's not. I just updated it. All of this uh, actually, uh, the, uh, uh, these never ending, uh, maniacal, you need to update, you need to upgrade, uh, um, this mindset that we live, live in, that newer is better and that more is better. Um, uh, this is all part of the same discussion here. The problems we've been having <laughs> is, well, maybe you should upgrade the shoutcast too. Who would want to use old funny dirty shoutcast one? Well, they only used it for 15 years. I mean, there was a reason why they used it for 15 years. So apparently we uh did not have the proper technology because we went with the flashiest, the newest, and the best. You just can't win, bro. And and
3: the other offer of going to Shellcast Three, by the way, that's imaginary. It doesn't exist yet. <laughs> I, I thought you could have a three, but you can't.
0: It's not a tuma. <laughs> uh
3: so you're going back to one? Are you going to go to number one,
0: Mike? Yeah, we'll go back to the one. Uh, I will take the advisement that, the, um, that version one is more stable. and uh, Because I know, well, I can tell you, because you can go look at, when you're viewing dot shoutcast.com, uh, like if you look at InfoWars, for example, you can see that they're using version one. Oh. You can see what version of Shoutcast are using. So the ones that have huge numbers are using version one maybe for a reason. So we may have discovered something, So uh, because we're going to get bombarded again tomorrow because tomorrow is Trump's speech. We're going to get bombarded again on Friday for the the, the day after Trump's speech. So, uh, folks, I think we'll have all this covered. And those of you that may have migrated over on the YouTube, if you want to dump the YouTube and go back to the Showcast, it is up and running. Let's take our time out. We'll try to get Jordan Bloom on, our man in Mordor. Actually, he's our man in Cleveland. And uh, continue Wisdom Wednesday at 844 844- 844-5-CRUSADES. Mike Churchill here on the Crusade Channel, part of the Veritas Radio Network, radio the way it should be.